Hey folks, welcome to our fifth episode of Inside Battlefield. My name is Tom, community manager here at DICE, and today I'm with Kit and Shashank. Guys, welcome. Could you please hey, introduce Tom. yourselves? Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, I'll go first then. Uh, so my name is Kit Eklöv, and I'm uh, the multiplayer level producer uh, on uh, Battlefield 2042. And uh, yeah, started out as a game designer on Battlefield Heroes. I uh, just wanted to get that <laughs> in there as well. <laughs> Old school, nice. Which is, uh, yeah, amazing game to work on. So yeah, Shashank. Yeah, hi, my name is Shashank, and uh, what am I? Lead level designer on uh, 2042. I joined Dance during the production of Battlefield 5, single player. So I did single player, then I moved on to multiplayer, and then Kingston as a lead level designer. Yeah. But I'm originally old school modding background, I used to mod, make levels for Quake, Unreal, Counter-Strike. So that's the backstory. Pretty cool. Yeah. Played all of those when I was a kid. So, um, As you've already heard, we're here today to talk about maps. Maps, maps, maps. Yes. <laughs> so it's been, a, I think, a, quite a requested episode. Yeah, We've finally it's our, yeah. our turn. <laughs> <to come laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, <laughs> you've been hunting me for weeks. Tom, when can we get on? Come on. Um, before we dive into maps, I want to do a quick review of the weekly radar, what's available for play this week. Uh, we've got Seasons Conquest plus Breakaway. We've got Seasons Rush XL and Breakaway. Conquest Superiority. The Battlefield World Tour, which is pretty cool. Uh, technical Conquest, and obviously on Friday, a new Friday Night Battlefield, which I will not spoil. Come check it out on Friday. Please join us. It's always awesome. Um, any mode you're looking forward to playing this week? It's Breakthrough all the time. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's all I <laughs> I also love Breakthrough. I love to know where my enemies are coming yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this map... This, Classic map guys talking. Yeah, right? like, I exactly. want to know where my enemies are. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, how do you feel about just diving into uh, the whole the whole maps design balance? Yeah, cool, I mean, cool it's stories. it's been a yeah. There there are so many things to talk about and and share. I think on the topic, right, Shishank? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can you, you go ahead. We can start with uh, how we came here. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that. So, uh, um, yeah. If, I mean, if you look back, we. You know, we, we the maps weren't where we wanted them to be when, when the game launched. Uh, and I think something we wanted to touch upon today was talk about a little bit how, how we got there and, and why. Uh, so um, I think we, sh- we should go as far back as saying, um, for this game, it was really important that we had 128 players, which was something we had never done before. And, you know, we had never built maps for 128 players before. So that was completely new. And you know, with the pandemic hitting and uh, and uh, also engine upgraded at the same time, um, we didn't get a lot of time to like prototype the maps and prototype 128 players. We we sort of had to do all these things at the same time as building the maps, um, which um, in the end I would say resulted in maps that weren't to the quality that we would like when we launched the game, and they had. Uh, issues with traversal and uh, cover, and we saw ambush kills and uh, um, yeah, lots of issues like that uh, because of it. Um, Shishank, what, what would how would you describe like the production of maps before launch? I mean, pretty much like what you said. Uh, if you go, I would say even if you go further back, mm. and we did this where in the I think past few months we've been looking at older and older maps or other other products where we had to look at. BF3, BF4, BF1, BF5, and then 2042. 
And what we realized is we've been making levels larger and larger, historically. Mm-hmm. So if you look at BF5, yeah. the levels were much <laughs> bigger than BF1 and BF4. And I think it peaked in 2042, where we're like, can we go in yeah. bigger? So we're like, let's make larger levels and let's put one finite place on that. And we tried that. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would say, all it's an argument for doing what we always do mm. or try something new. Yeah. And when you try something new and you take a risk, sometimes it pays off and sometimes it does not. And I was saying this, this time it did not. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's also, it was probably also quite an exciting time because you... Oh, yeah. Definitely. Our levels were going to be bigger than we've ever done, so it's yeah. so something yeah. completely new. So that's how, a new challenge. That, yeah, right, but and I think that is what... That's what, what creators want. Yeah. It'll be too easy to just yeah. do what we did because, and at some point, it's, I would say it's like music. If you look at musicians, you want the greatest hits, but at some mm. point, you always have musicians who are like, I want to try some I want new sound yeah. and try something different. There's always a struggle between what people want mm. and as a creative what drives you as well? Yeah, and, and we were obviously trying to explore like how yeah. could we achieve this and how yeah. could we uh, technically be able to build maps this big and still be able to do it in a reasonable amount of time. So, you know, we put, yeah. we put you know, an effort in procedural tools and we put a lot of trust in that would help us to do it, be able to achieve it. And we also looked at, of course, like, you know, we would have to be, I mean, feedback was that, okay, if we do this, then we need to have dense areas on the map. And then we, but I mean, between, between the dense areas, we need to have some more open areas and you know, we need to find ways so you can traverse between them yeah. and that will still work and it will be fun, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. But, but in the end, that, that, that was, it wasn't a lot of fun. And, and we, we saw, of course, in the data and the feedback and all that and that, you know. Yeah, we, I mean, as an yeah. example, right, where everybody knows this, where the larger the uh, space gets, the less dense it's going to be. Yep. Mm. So if, if you can compare a single-player level to a multiplayer level or an open world. So say if you have a single-player level, it's very it's pretty much a corridor, right? And it's very prescribed. So you can have a lot of density in the asset count in there. Mm. As soon as you make an open world game, it has to be spread out because that's how it works. It's just tech. It's tech yeah, yeah. Where say you make a space and you have 100 things to put in it, yeah. the smaller it is, the more densely packed it can be. The bigger it gets, the more spread out it gets. And that's what we had as well, where let's make a big level. You're going to play with this many assets. And like Kit mentioned, where at some point you're going to have, we have flags and we want to put all the density in the flags, Mm. which means the space between the flags are a bit more sparse. And that is where the whole uh, call-in vehicles came in. Because we realized, (laughs) okay, if you want to go from flag to flag, how do we solve this? And the solution was, you're going to call in vehicles. That's why now at any given point, you can just press B, get the drop-down menu, and then call in a vehicle. And we assumed players would actually get into it where, hey, I'm going to go from A to B. I'm just going to call in a LATV mm-hmm. and then get from A to B. Mm. That's not how players actually worked. Players didn't do that. We, mm. we can see from numbers, right, where people just <laughs> run across and open spaces. What yeah. actually happens is players call in tanks on rooftops yeah. <laughs> because exactly. that is fun but yeah. you know, but but the feedback we also saw on the launch yeah. maps was of course that you're there what you know why don't you put cover everywhere yeah. and you know yeah. and and what 
everyone might not think of is that you you can't just put cover everywhere on the map because there are technical limitations to do yep. that, you know, because then it it affects performance and memory budget and all that. And also we have two different generations to think about. So we had oh, wow. Gen 4, yes. Gen 5. So, I mean, that also plays into all of that. So yeah. That was a lot of work. Yeah. Having to build a game for two generations. Because like, the levels cannot be that large on like... No, the, I think the as, as a developer, it's... Uh, Everybody should go through it because uh, <laughs> it's a very, uh, how do I put it, interesting experience. Mm. It is so much stress because on one hand, you want to deliver the best quality level you can make because it's, oh, Gen 5, we have all these budget. Yeah. And then, no, but we also have to make it for Gen 4. And then you're mm. like, how do I take this and make it work on a Gen 4 as well? And that is extremely challenging. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and very few are, games do this. Yeah, and, and there are you know there are the, the things on the map that you need to have in both you know yeah. on both generations. Then of course the, you can put in another layer with some props and, and things you know to make it a little bit more prettier on Gen Five. Yeah. But what actually makes it fun, you know, all the cover and all that that needs to needs be to on, be there, be yeah. there on both anyway. So just, just just one little addition for folks. If if you don't know, Gen Five is is. Uh, PlayStation 5 and X Series X. Yeah. And Gen 4 is what we usually refer to. Uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, etc. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, going back to cover, right? As a designer, it's not like we, we never come with a mindset of, oh, if you don't put a cover over here, it's going to be funny. No, we want to add covers. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> yeah. give, if you give us an option, we will add covers everywhere. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how our launch maps are compared to the maps we brought out in the seasons. For example, Exposure was, again, quite a large map. So yeah. let's go through the seasonal Yeah, maps. I mean, so, so production for that map started uh, with the same direction and, and product goals as the initial launch map. So that's why it's it's, it's really, really big, uh, because it, it, you know, it, it had the same goals, uh, so to say. Um, then, you know, it, it was... It was on a t- different timeline than a launch map. So even though it had the same goals to achieve, uh, the end date from when production would finish was you know, later to align more with season one. Yep. Um, but yeah, we obviously had the time to get a few of the learnings in there. there were, yep. It was quite far in the production when the game launched. So it, you know, it was limited what things we could adjust. But how do you remember that, Shashank? What we could oh, actually... Yeah, that was, uh... It was an interesting time because it was a transition period where the level was under production and we were quite far ahead. But we we could see the reaction from the players. So the question for us was now, okay, we had this level. It's pretty close to being done. How can we improve it based on player feedback? And that's when we are like, okay, let's take a step back. Where can we put more covers? Where can we make it smaller? So we did make it smaller. It was supposed to have more flags and... Okay. It was a bit bigger, but I'm mean, like, let's shrink it. Let's scale it back as much as we could. Because the big thing with this level was the verticality. So for me as a designer, as long as we could maintain that concept of going from high to low, it would still work. And that's what we did. It is a bit shrunk, but we couldn't shrink it too much. What we could do is compromise a bit more on other things and get the numbers back into covers. That's what we did. So, it, so ultimately, it did change quite a lot from its yes. initial production version to yeah. But we couldn't completely change it like how we had in the other maps. Okay. Yeah. But it 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 was when it came out, it was our most well received 
levels so far. So that's pretty cool to yeah. see. Yeah, I think the bass concept was also really good. I remember some of the the early play tests. I remember someone wrote in a comment, "This is a map truly worthy of." Uh, being released on its own <laughs> because it was such a fun map from the yep. beginning with just yep. how the layout it, I, I just had to say it's an amazing map I what, absolutely love it what's your favorite area on the map just out of curiosity oh it's the, we call it the Bond base yeah yeah, yeah. that's mine too <laughs> yeah yeah it is Bond that's base. where all honestly that's where all the like the, the cool the one with the big balcony from. you know yeah, where yeah, to yeah, go yeah. if you want action it's two things yeah. I like that one as a designer but I like the server room just to farm XP <laughs> so Roger, well, how many playtests we've had in the breakthrough last sector there? Yeah. So I'm trying to do a get the T1 on uh, Irish, just to try to get it right. Oh. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, last sector, drop those anti-projectile <laughs> thing and this, APS, yeah. yeah, and find XP over there. But that's what it's meant to be. The, we knew it was going to no. be grindy. Yeah. The XP server room. But, I mean, but the bond base uh, with the <laughs> dynamic of you know a lot of it's a central part point of the map, and the amount of infantry have there, and then also you know the uh, the air vehicles flying around. It's yep. just such a fun dynamic yep. point. I think so. That yeah. you know, it's an experience you ha- won't find anywhere else no. in any other map nope. uh, it's it's I think one of those this is one of those levels where we stuck to our guns where hmm. verticality is difficult to make because as an example if you're in the valley getting up is not hmm. it's not that much fun it's it's a bit tricky then we like okay let's make it a bit less vertical but then like no let's let's keep it as a flavor where this map is different from everything else hmm. same thing with the server room it is grindy and we knew that going hmm. in like this is going to be challenging for attackers to hmm. get into a, in the yep. last sector we did add a third entrance point in a patch just to fix yeah. this. But it's still grindy and I think it's okay to have I mean, something like I that. I think those close quarters combat areas where yeah. the, the gameplay gets very chaotic mm. and fast-paced, it's cool. Yeah, And and the art, uh, the artists, I think the artists that works, worked on the ravine, they never want to do that again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. It's um, a lot of work. Yeah, I can it is. imagine. But yeah, amazing work. But it yeah. took a lot of time. Um, then let's let's yeah. What about our season two map, Stranded? Bugs. Ah, so much fun. Which is yeah. then, which is yeah, so much smaller, but it, was also it, it, very yeah. Well there we had a completely different approach yeah. and different. We set different goals for that, uh, which also made then a, a, a map that played a bit different and it was different from the beginning. And we we wanted to look into like how small could we make a map that still fits the number of players and uh you know make it also you know very basic um layout and uh, yeah Shashank, what's what's your your experience of, oh, yeah. of that it map? was a uh, it was interesting where so the, the game is out and we hear all this feedback mm. and like okay we need to take all those learnings to the next level right so let's look at the smallest level we have which is kaleidoscope and it was based around that size from kaleidoscope Think about 1,000 by 500. That was the size we went with. And then the directive was, we want CQC. We liked what was our last sector in Ridge. And we were like, can we make that a focus point? That's why you have the ship. Mm. And you have flags inside it where you go in the ship, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be a grind fest. And that's what it is. If you stay outside, it's more open. It's more classic do whatever you want, ride your vehicles and stuff like that. If you get inside, it's going to be CQC. Mm. Yep. So, 
I think it was. Yeah, it was a really straightforward map. It's a very really straightforward really, map. You know, yeah, you get uh, it. Clear goals, uh, yeah. expectations. Yeah. So I think it was a really yeah. good map to to work on because yeah. it turned out also. I mean, close to what we initially had yes. set out as yeah. goals. One for the thing which took convincing was uh, not having vehicles for breakthrough, because traditionally we always had vehicles in breakthrough. Yep. Oh and yeah. The pod told us, uh, "Ah, it's not fun. Let's not have vehicles in it." And we we're like. Let's not have vehicles in it, mm. and yeah, I, th- I think it plays really good. There are players who might disagree, saying we want vehicles, but it's one of those things that it's it makes sense for that map for I that level. It it makes sense. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are very few levels where we have said we won't have vehicles. This is one of them. So, and 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 to, to, to maybe go into this a bit more, we can decide per map, per mode, if we want vehicles yes. in there or not. And this is also something that your team does. Yeah. The vehicle categories, which vehicles go where? Yes, yeah, so it's it's on level design to decide the categories of the vehicles, how many vehicles we have, where do they go, and stuff like that. Yeah, and basically you just wanted the XP farm room in the ship. <laughs> no, it's, a tricky, <laughs> the grind. it's a tricky thing, right? But if you put a vehicle, say in the in sector one, yeah. which is outside, and then the next flags are on inside the ship, then what happens? Then you could take the vehicle yeah. out, and for the last sector, turn it on again. At that point, like, mm. we are like what's the point? And it's a small enough map that you don't need to have a vehicle as a transport medium. Yeah, and we we also, I mean, it, it also resonated well with uh, doing uh, something uh, different and new for you know. It added something yep. to the product that we didn't have, which yeah. was you know a more more um, uh, single player uh, focused experience. In infantry focused experience. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Single player. Single single player. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. As an as a designer, right? Where how we how we approach this is as a bit of a behind the scenes is, for us, conquest is where everything goes. We are okay with people yeah. having fun, spawning a tank on the rooftop <laughs> and doing all these stuff. It's totally fun because that's where you get the battlefield moments. Yep. Yeah. Whereas for breakthrough, for us, is way more prescribed and way more. Yeah. I wouldn't say scripted, but crafted is a better way. It's, where we, it's we a want, linear experience. It's a linear experience yeah. where we want players mm. to have a certain experience of you have to break into the base, yeah. move forward, grind a bit, and keep pushing ahead. It's not it's not really about being silly yeah. at this point because you want to have that the feeling of all like warfare happening and that you're making mm. progress as well. Exactly, or not if the enemy team is good. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons yeah. why we don't have uh, attack helicopters in Breakthrough either. Yep. I mean, we can get into that, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, go go for it. So that was a big change we did. I, I don't remember which season was it. Season one or two, we decided to redo. I think, I think it was two because we just added the new stealth helicopters in season one. Yes, which so, uh, saw a lot of gameplay, and they were very strong. And I think then in season two, yeah. Based on player feedback as well, we made yeah. some changes there. Yeah, because yeah. as an example, right. In Conquest, you have the players spread across different flags. And then if you have the choppers, you have the transport, damage is spread across different spaces. In Breakthrough, you usually have two flags or maybe in one flag. And then if you have a chopper, which has can drop big bombs, it's very easy to get like multi-kills. Yep. Which I don't think is a fair experience where as a defender, you're just trying to defend a space. A chopper comes in, drops a 50-kilo bomb, takes out half the team seems a bit unfair that's why we went with 
the transport because the levels are quite big. Yep. And it's it's a bit trickier for the attackers to actually get from the HQ to the first flag. That's why we have transport helicopters and not attack helicopters. And you can counter them with whatever you want to counter them. Okay, you can argue that the transport helicopters are quite powerful and we have reduced the damage on those as well, just to fix the balance on that one. So... I want to talk about the container memes now. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> like my only. What's the, what's the problem? Have you have you embraced the container meme as a as a as a team? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's also I mean it's sort of a joke internally as well. So I think we. <laughs> I'm too old for memes, so. I <laughs> but uh, I mean, well, doing I mean it's definitely been a, a joke in, internally as well when yeah. we've been doing, working on the re the reworks because you know <laughs> we need to find cover uh, that is not too expensive and, and it works it works yeah, it works that's the thing so i mean it, it is sort of a joke i think but every, it's also every game has their the game. <laughs> their go-to right back in the days if you play half-life or something you had the crates yeah. Yeah. in doom you had the red barrels so every game has their cliched like tropes yeah i think for us <laughs> it is the container And I'm okay with that. If anything, I'm yeah. okay because it's a really good <laughs> prop for cover. Yeah. It gives you cover from the side, from the back. You can close yeah. the doors. You even have cover from the roof. You don't have to sell containers to me. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we got Keep going. More arguments. More, arguments More containers. containers. <laughs> um, which brings us to, uh, yeah, the this, this, this season three map, which is literally yeah. close to home. No, I, this is an uh, this is a map I I really want to talk about. Uh, well, obviously, I mean, amazing to be part of building the first map set in Sweden. Yep. That, that was yeah. a lot of fun, and you know, beautiful nature and and all that. But it was uh, this map had an interesting production. Uh, it was a tough production, also, um, because this was a map that um, started out different than it ended, and a map that was um when we saw the launch maps and the problems we had it and we you know we everyone had to you know we 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 got together and and really you know talked about the feedback and decided on goals what do we want to do about this you know we need to uh improve these these things um then we also this map was quite early in production So it was still a map that we had time to go back and adjust um, what we wanted to do, but that also means that it's uh, it it puts a lot of stress on the team. You know, there's a lot of throwaway work that because of it, and we had to go back to the drawing board and uh, change it, uh, which was you know it it can be quite tough to do that, but. It also the thing is when you do that you also have ripple effects on because then you change some things and then you discover that that also had ripple effects on other things on the map that makes it more problematic for for the artist for example um, so there are always things that will eat up a lot of time when you start uh, changing it so so, so the map it. itself changed a lot over yeah, this production did. cycle yeah, yeah so I mean it it's for the better and the map turned out fantastic in the end but it's also thanks to our amazing le- uh, level team that worked on the map and and unfortunately they were under a lot of stress and they had to put in um, a lot of energy and effort into making it as good as it did 
But yeah, Shashank, what, what was your experience on yeah, working it's, on this uh, one? I agree with you. It was a challenging experience on this one where yeah. it's always challenging to make a level based a bit in fiction. Like there is no, there's nothing like this massive cubes in open space mm. anywhere. It's, it's all made up. It's very, I would say it's a bit more simpler to take a space as an example, like a, make a level on a dam. We know what a dam looks like. We know yeah. how a dam functions or mm. make a level in a, in a factory. We know how a factory works. We have a lot of references for that. Whereas if you say, let's make a level in Sweden and it's open green fields and you have these massive cubes where they're creating all these things, that is nothing to ground it. Like, how does this work? You have to make, it's all make-believe and that takes a lot of work. Mm. Especially for art, where they to come up with all the themes, how do we ground it, how do we make it sense? Because with Battlefield, whatever we make needs to be believable. It should actually function in a way, right? So that is the challenging part. What we soon also realized was the concept for this level was exterior and interior, the juxtaposition of you can have the CQC inside and then you can have this open space outside. A bit similar to, I would say, Stranded, mm. but in a bit of different take. The interior was all right. The challenge was the exterior because how do we provide cover purely with terrain? And that is where we had a lot of work to do where nature looks a certain way and that is something you're used to. And then when you try to change nature to provide cover, mm. there can be a bit of dissonance where... Sure. Oh, this is it looks a bit odd. So that's what the challenges were. How do you make it gamey enough, mm. but still look realistic? Yeah. Where this can actually happen in nature, right? Where we can go really gamey, but that's not the game we are. Yeah, it still needs to be based in reality to a certain sense. So yep. I would say the team really did a good job. Where yeah. during playtest, to be honest, the constant feedback we were giving them was, we need more cover. We need more cover. And the, again, the challenge with that is, if you make covers too tall then players can climb can climb on top of it. And they can see where they can look in every flag. Mm. Then you have 360 degree combat. Mm. So the covers can't be too tall. Yeah. They can't be too short. Yeah. They had to be the perfect size where even if you get on top, it's risky. Mm. But if you stay behind yeah. it, it's safe yeah. enough. So it's it's not as easy as people think it is, but just and, and because things. of the yeah, because of the like the legacy of where we started the map and yeah. how we changed the direction goals during the yeah. time, and then you know we start then when we got feedback, we constantly found ourselves in the position where we, we you know we had to go back and adjust things. You yeah. know, then we got feedback, had to go back and adjust uh, some more things. That is the ripple effect. I mean, like yeah, yeah. you touch one thing, yeah. You touch everything. And that why it becomes just, you know, frustrating for the team in the end because they, they constantly have to go back and adjust uh, things. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you talk more about what the map looked like in the beginning versus how players oh, have Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was because huge. Because it changed so much. It was bigger. It had... Uh, <laughs> so right now it has... Three cubes? One, or? two... <laughs> yes. It started with... It was cubes, exterior, cubes, exterior, cubes. Way bigger. Way, yeah. way bigger. And then at some point, we just realized it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think if you look at the map now, like south, to to the south of the map, it was supposed to be like, uh, you know, yeah. double the size yeah. <laughs> towards the south. Okay. That yeah. was like the first initial initial yeah. play test and just, you know, prototyping. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you figure out fairly quickly that that wasn't going to Yeah, fly. because what happened, this, is, this was being developed at the same time we were 
kind of finishing Stranded. Some they were there was an overlap, and then we were playing Stranded, and we we're like, why is this level so big compared to Stranded? And we we're like, mm. oh, we should scale it down to yeah, bring yeah. it in line with what we're hearing from the players. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, that is challenging, yeah. but it's not as it's not easy to just rip something off where, mm. hey, we have six flags, we're going to remove two flags. Mm. There are always ripple effects, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And uh, interesting also, man, everyone might not know this thing, is that a thing on this map that we we said that we want to use yeah. nature and terrain as much as possible for, for cover so that we can make a larger map than, than Stranded was because, yeah. you know, we made a small map, now we make a little bit bigger next time. Um, and then, you know, we make sure to use the terrain for that. But the the... The the ter- the nature in the area in reality is not as much um, like doesn't have natural covers the same way. No. So you know, we had to, t- as you said, it, it is believable the way it is now. But if you look at the nature in in that area in reality, it's it's not as much cover and you it's know quite barren and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So we had to make some adjustments there to make that work and make it fun, as you yeah. say. But I would say gaming. like all said, this the level has. Fun stuff like all the destruction on the outside. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The fan and the sneaky yeah. path inside. <laughs> I'm not sure how many players do it. No. But I I love things like that. But you don't need to do it, but it's there. Yeah. If you're a sneaky player, we give you options to have fun with that. So then that is really, really nice. Mm. Yeah. Something I also uh, think is cool on this map is that uh, the... I think we worked quite a bit on the breakthrough experience on this. Yes, which which is good because that took a lot of time. That was a bit neglected on the on the launch maps initially, yeah. and for for the for the season maps, we the, the breakthrough yeah, yeah the breakthrough experience has been more central and more yeah. key to us in the initial design of yeah. it. So yeah, I mean we can go back on that where with the large level, it's the levels were more square. Let's that's an easy way to explain something where. Mm. I was the launch map for me was square levels because we are going more towards the large open spaces. It's really good for conquest, not really ideal for breakthrough because then you end up with levels with experience which are it's more like a croissant. <laughs> you, you start as an example, like I walked on Wake Island for Battlefield Five, mm. right? That's it's a croissant. It's yeah. it's a semicircle and you go across the whole level. And breakthrough works on Wake Island because of the water, mm. right? You don't cross the water. You stay mm. on the land, and we can we can direct the player where they should go. If you had removed the water and you put a break, so it feels arbitrary, like on Hourglass, it's a very arbitrary combat area where you cannot go here because we told you you cannot go there. It's nothing to do with the geometry or the way the level is built. So ideally, for breakthrough, it should be a rectangular space where it's a clear left, right, and you progress across a space, which is what we could do with all the season maps where. Stranded, it's very, it goes left to right. Same thing with... Uh, spirit. Spirit, it goes left to right. So it was, we had breakthrough in mind, but how do we make a really good breakthrough? Is that something we just think about in general for for each map? Like, yeah. Okay, this is, we we designed this as more of a conquest map or as more as a breakthrough yeah. map, or is it something you just have, okay, breakthrough no, I would say in the back we, of our we mind? start with breakthrough because a breakthrough is a much more difficult mode to... Get right, then conquest. Okay, because mm. conquest usually works. Yeah, you just it's it's just the back and forth. Yeah, because the, as long as yeah. the flags are fun, you have enough cover, you have enough, enough front lines. Conquest works because it's more of a fun, yeah. fun mode, right? Whereas with breakthrough, it's it's so 
concentrated. The, the gameplay is so constant and specific between flags where yeah. you have to make sure the first flag is not too difficult. It should be easy enough where mm. attackers can get into. The the goal is every round should end on the last flag. Yeah. So if you have yeah. four four sectors and the game gets stuck on the first sector, we had done a bad job. Yeah, that was important data for us to look at as well. Yeah. Like and the, the balance what, part of it. Yeah, yes. and, and you know, for each sector, as you say, yeah. each sector should be fairly balanced. Yeah. But then you also want the match to as often as possible go to the last sector. That yeah. that's that's the thing. That's we're very for. tricky. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Well, oh, actually, yeah. uh, something I, I mentioned there: an important part of reworking our maps once we're going get, to get into that, and to get to that, as you said, that is removing objectives on the rooftops. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's that's definitely gonna be a, a nice discussion later. So I I think this this first section was just a a, a general good review of our maps since launch, like how we you know changed their their approach. Um, anything you want to add before we just talk about how we actually build our levels design? No, I would say it was hard. Let's be honest for for at least for our team. Because we make the levels, yeah, and that is where I would say everything happens. So it it was that's deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. it's quite challenging. But the, the the game comes out and people are like, ah, oh, the maps are like this, the maps are like that, not enough cover, and we're like, we know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. to be just like completely truthful, we tried our best, given the limitations we had. Right, it's not easy, and we take it to heart, and that's why when we could make do the reworks. When mm. we could, for the season map, make it smaller, we were so excited. Mm. Okay, we can do something with yeah. this now. We I can think, fix. Yeah, it. the reworks show that you know we haven't we haven't forgotten how to make really good battlefield maps. Yeah, it's just that you know for the launch, it, we, we tried had, something yeah, different. We, we tried something, something yeah. new, and yeah. uh, we had a, a slightly different focus uh, than we've had before. Yeah. So yeah, one one thing I personally would like to touch upon, um, because from the community side, I see. Uh, obviously, we write our update notes, and f- for every update we do, there's always a whole set of changes for a bunch of our maps. But like the nature of those changes are like, oh, we move this, we move this. Sometimes it's not interesting enough to put in like the update notes, but we constantly keep changing our levels oh, yeah. and improving them as well. And it's not it's not something that maybe is clear to players. But yeah, no, if there's something you... I want to mention on that, and when we dig into the reworks, is that um, we have never changed battlefield maps in any yes. game before. Yeah. This is completely new yeah. Uh, yeah. to us, and I think it's been such a success. Oh, definitely, I think so. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. we have, <laughs> let's let's save it for the actual discussion because it's yeah. super interesting, and I will I would love to. I think yeah, let's let's dive into that more. But what I first want to talk about is just. Before we move on, the design of our maps, like how do you go about building a level as a team? Where do you start? Like which disciplines are involved? I mean, because we, yeah. we talked about like just how we feel about our maps, yeah, but yeah. like building a level is, as you already said, it's difficult. Like, how do you do it? It's it's really, <laughs> yeah, really challenging. This is what everyone wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you go, I mean, it's one of those funny things where. As I said, I you've been doing this for a long for time, a long time. So I came from the modding background. Yeah. Where I would make mods for Quake and Unreal. Yeah, and it was just me. I was sitting in the editor, Radiant, back in the days. It was all BSPs, and just made a level by yourself. It's software made really good tools. We just used whatever they gave us, 
And we know how a quake map looks like. We know how Unreal map looks like. And we just made it. It was one person, me, <laughs> me. And it was easy because it's just <laughs> it's just you, right? Yeah. It's not the same anymore. Things have changed. Yeah. Time has passed. To make it to make these levels, it takes. But you can uh, you can still you can still take assets that we have and do a block out, you know. And, and, but that's and, it. And that, but you, you, know, but you yeah, can yeah. shoot that. Then you need the everyone else to go, come yeah. in and make it look I mean, awesome. Guys, I made a map, but can you like make it nice now? Yeah. <laughs> no, because with player expectation, it's players expect a certain level of quality. Yep. And to hit that, it's it's no longer a one person job. It takes a whole army to make it. So you have level design, level art, 3D art, VFX, audio, lighting, narrative. Yeah. You have all the cosmetics. It's yeah. so much which goes yeah. into that, yeah. right? And it's tech art, tech art as well. As well, yeah. And but yeah, and 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 we talked about this also before we before we kicked off here that uh, even though there are so many different crafts that goes into it now and 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 people that have different uh, roles on creating the map uh, we often also hear like the feedback or we, you hear comments like yeah why don't you just add more people to it and the thing <laughs> is yeah <laughs> Shank's laughing because it's just that it, that creates other problems and it people will step on each other's toes eventually. It doesn't make the work go fast. No, unfortunately it doesn't. Imagine, you know, in a kitchen you're making a steak. The steak won't happen faster just because you put more people on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really... Basically, you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. It's... I mean, if you go full technical, if you're building a space and you have one designer on it, maybe you can have two because then you can split. I'm going to work on this flag, you can work on the other flag. The more mm. people you put on it, the more you have version control issues. Different people work on the same things. Things break down. It's There's a certain balance between how many people you can put on a space and still make it work mm. technically before everything just breaks down. It's just too much. So where do you start? Like, what's the very first thing we do? Like, is it... I mean, it starts with a high-level vision which comes from the creative director. Like this is what we yeah. want, but it's 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 basically the the concept he has in his mind of like I would like a map like this, but it's the package. Yeah, it also. I mean, you can get it going. No, I case. mean it also. There, there's also uh, the season theme, which also then um, can set the context for for what's actually needed in a map. Um, and then you know we work from there. Yeah. Uh, we uh, provide the the map team with this information on you know. Uh, the direction and the product goals, and then which they, is Shishank. Yeah, 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 and then so, Shishank yeah. works with the with the team then to create a concept that fulfills yeah. that. So, what we get from the execs is I call it the creative box, where here's the box based on the product goals, season goals, what we want from Matter, what we want from the long term plan for the game. Within the box, you can be as creative as you want, as long as you stay in the box. You can touch the box, you can't leave the box. That's where the line is. Right? <laughs> and then the the pod, which consists of all the craft, like I said, level art, level design, 3D, audio, VFX, narrative, lighting, tech. They all go away, come up with the pitch. Hey, what if we do this? Then we have a green light where we see, okay, go a bit left, seems like you're going a bit too right, this is where we want to go. And we keep refining it and then we give a green light and we like, start production 
So is it those specific teams that all come up with their own pitch for this then map? They all work together to come together. up with the pitch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all the crafts are there. We have design, art, VFX, audio. Everyone needs to describe what they're going to do on the map. And then we just review that together with then uh, creative directors and, yeah. and or, or how, all the directors, really. How does that feel? I mean, that's that's a whole bunch of like creative people from different you know disciplines what? coming together. That's... That is like the most positive and excited moment yeah, in that's the, the easiest part. Map. That is the Production. easiest part. <laughs> yeah. Because, because everyone's just like, oh man, I don't want to play this now. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, no, but that sounds really cool, but it's... Like, you know, some of I walk through the office and I see a bunch of people in the meeting room with cool stuff on the screen. I'm like, damn, they must be having a really good time. Like, it, that's, the, that's the fun part because, and... here's the thing, that's the fun part because reality hasn't set in yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You have, because that's the reality, it's, right? You yeah. come, you have all these things, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And then you start building it. Yeah. And then reality hits. You yeah, see what yeah. you can actually do. Actually, yeah, do. yeah. And there's going to be right. compromises, and yes. yeah, you need to do, yeah. good, you know, rethink. And that's when the things. stress starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what happens after? You know, when when everyone gives their thumbs up and the concept is greenlit, then you go in and you do. Then it's a level designer say a really uh, have an important part to play there because then you do blockouts and you mm. want to get play testing as soon as possible yep. going so that you can get like the broad strokes on the map and decide yeah. on yeah this is. This is this is fun. We think that this is going to work, and sometimes we have to go back a little bit to the drawing board. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, ideally, what we start with is in the early phase is make sure the navigation is really good, the distances between the flags are really good, because what we've done now is we have all this data as to what's a good distance between flags. So we have some numerics and numbers to go with. Where okay, make sure flags not too far away. Make sure there's enough navigation between the flags. Make sure there's enough cover. Make sure you don't see between flags. So that's the first pass we do. Like, okay, do we have all these fundamentals in? Then we go in, keep playing, implement conquest, implement breakthrough. Is it fun? Yes. Okay, we're happy with this. Make it look good now. Yeah, and then and artists right. are setting up terrain materials. At the same and, you know, time, working on the biome yeah. and you know, getting all all of their things also prepared and, and set for for the level during that time. Yeah. And I guess it's probably also very cool to just see the level itself growing because at first it will be empty. Yes. And then then we keep adding things and it it really starts taking shape and, and progressing through our playtests. Yeah. It's it's cool to see. Um obviously as a player you would only see the end result, but we see mm. like from the ground up like this level being yeah, built. Yeah, we definitely do. And yeah. then, you know, we have milestone check ins where we have defined like what, what do we oh. what what player experience do we need to Evaluate at certain points in time, yeah. just to make sure that it it progresses as it should, and uh, we're doing the things that we should in the right order. You know, and eventually it gets up to yeah the point where it's where it's done, and we're just bug fixing left. Do you think you make it sound really easy? you know, Kit is winging it at this point, like it. Um, yeah. But do you think because we've we've built quite a a lot of maps now for 2042 do you feel like you found the sweet spot in like design in terms of like when you once you you have the concept to just start building the map yeah. you already touched upon like okay flag distance we know do you feel you're in the right spot yeah i mean the thing is like it's the the concept is an easy one to do we can we know how we want to make levels the challenge is when you actually have to make you to know, build these spaces and then it's the collaboration where it needs to play really good, but it needs to look realistic as well. It should also mm. be lit really well. It should sound amazing. That's where, I wouldn't say challenge, but 
it is a challenge but there is everybody yeah. everybody cares so much about their craft it's how do we bring everything together in a cohesive package yeah. then it, it becomes, all makes sense yep. the collaboration between yeah. the individuals becomes really important and yeah. and then we also have leads in each sort of craft that help support as well and you know give feedback and cool. all that but in the end it's the it's the map team and the collaboration between between them um think of it as like a jigsaw puzzle which has to come together or like a really good dish when you go to a restaurant everything has to be perfect if something is off mm. it's a you can make a really good dish and not salt it properly is off if you can make a re- really good dish and not plate it well it's going to be off make a really good dish mm-hmm. pair it with a bad wine it's going to be off i love your f- it's your food yeah. analogy like i was today. about to say like shishang <laughs> do you do a lot of cooking in your free time ah <laughs> you uh, one would say but <laughs> <laughs> okay we we do another podcast with shishang shishang chef show or whatever yeah. but i mean what i'm getting to is it's it's e- i i keep saying this level design is easy It's not rocket science, right? Where where we know what we want, we want to have X amount of flags. We want to have conquest, breakthrough, rush, TDM, free for all. Flags should be at certain distances. We want covers. Make sure you can't see you can't see from flag to flag. All these things are not mm. complicated. It, it's it's straightforward, and yeah. it's maybe not as you know as much innovation as you can see in a new feature, a new mode. We talked yeah. about this. Yeah, making before. a mode is way more yeah. work. Making a new weapon yeah, is way much more, work. more exploration. So it's more straightforward for us, but it takes time, and you know it, you need to have. We are world class people building a map, so I mean it, that that's what it takes to make them play really well and look really really good in the end. And, yeah, the framework is quite easy. But execution is yeah difficult, very difficult. Finding like eventually you you'll just know if you if if you found the right flow or not. Yeah, and it's it's also a feeling when you start playing. Um, I mean, remind me, we are building worlds. We're literally building a world. It's not easy. I know. <laughs> Mind blown, man. Yeah, we're building worlds. Okay, but no, it's true. That's that's pretty cool. Which um, I I think that's a good overview of like the design and how map comes together. I think the next topic of discussion should be the cookie of the week. Oh, are we there? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, before we go this. into our map reviews, yeah. what is this? Cookie of the week. Haven't you? I don't know. Haven't you listened to this in the other episode? I, I heard the first one with the pizza. <laughs> That's at the end. The yeah, pizza was the off topic. Like as, as the chef in this group, you should know. Okay. Like we save pizza for the end. Okay, okay. I see. There are two things over here. So, okay, grab a cookie. <laughs> I only had one. I have a sweet tooth, so I came yeah. and I had one immediately. So I, I think we had the we had the jackpot in this episode. So yeah. these these were apparently homemade by yeah, s- someone someone that is working at the studio we're at. Yes, and it's praline, a uh, mint praline. Mint praline. Yeah, and then there's the Rocky Mountain. So uh, not typically Swedish, I would say, but loved by loved everyone. By I'll, I'll try the praline first. Very the praline delicious. Very very nice and minty. Mm-hmm. Good texture. I'm uh, having the Rocky Mountain now. Mm-hmm. So Shank is smiling. Not He's a, approving. He, he, I don't want to chew on <laughs> <laughs> on tape. Well, it it it, it has to. You the, should though. You should. The typical Rocky Road. Yeah. Things in it. I've had it, so I can attest it is delicious. Mm. And then it's. Uh, I I'm I I wonder if they call it uh, Rocky Mountain because it's it has the Rocky Road ingredients, but it's it has this uh, mountain tops. <laughs> it's not it's not flat. 
on the it top. It has of a it. lot of verticality to <laughs> yeah, the cookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh Shank. <laughs> Which map does this cookie remind you? <laughs> okay, this uh, cookie is approved. It mm-hmm. has okay. uh, my my official stamp of approval. Are we ready for map reworks? I think so. I think so. Yeah, this is a. Uh, After I topic I've been waiting uh, for. Are you done chewing? <laughs> If you give me ten seconds, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the first rework we did was kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah, yes. it was. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can talk about like why that was the first one. Yep. Ooh. Why hourglass wasn't the first one. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no <laughs> and and, let, and sure. also let me just start uh, there. You know the. the The most important thing I think before we even started was to identify what are the the KPIs or the uh, the data points parameters that we want to look at yep. and to see like what are the things we want to improve and yep. as you said that that was distances between flags traversal time in the data we wanted to see that go down and then we had we were also looking at the ambush kills data yep. which is like people get shot in the back uh We wanted that number to be reduced. So there are a lot of you know very specific things that we looked at that we wanted to improve. Yep. Uh, so we identified those first, and once we had those, then we could look at like what do we need to do on the maps to to make that happen. And then you know then it, it was basically the things we you know more cover, making the distances shorter, and uh, yeah, anything else there, Shank, that you think of that we. No, I mean that was it. I mean, if you go, even if you go like further back, right? Like I said, the game came out, and all the LDs were like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like, it's not fun to hear what people are saying. And Sorry, then, what what's an LD? Level designer. Oh, right. So the whole team were like a bit down, and then we spent some time and like looking at through all the feedback, like Kit mentioned, and then we came under certain criteria where, where okay, what are the, if we could fix something, what would we fix? We would fix. Okay, getting from flag to flag is not fun because there's not enough cover. Mm. Okay, why is there not enough cover? Because flags are too far away, and there's a long traversal time mm. between the flags. So those two became the biggest issue: where not enough cover, flags are too far apart, levels are too big, and maybe there are too many players, mm. and then you're getting killed from across the space. And then I, I believe what happened at the same time: a lot of people had the in the studio had the same thought. Should we make new levels, mm. or should we, for the first time Very in battlefield history, yeah. no. fix something? I think Amo was part of that discussion as well at yeah. some point. Yeah, 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 he was right. I think Amo was part of that discussion. Yeah, yeah. because we yeah. had new maps that we had started, yes. that we had greenlit and had in production, but we actually had to make a decision: do we want to continue with them, or do we actually want to do this? Because you know, we would require everyone to help out with the reworks. Yep. Yeah, we had two levels in production. To be completely transparent, and we had yeah. to pause them. Yeah, and I think that was the right call to make—a very difficult Definitely. call, but the, 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 right se- the seasonal maps. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's limit of resources, right? This is what I keep saying. Where it's not like we have infinite pool where you can make no. new levels, and you can you can fix new levels, and you can mm. update. Is the same people who make the new levels are going to rework the levels as well? I yeah. think this is something we touched upon in in the podcast with the Q and A podcast with Nika and Amo that like mm. we have to make decisions. Okay, yeah, we want to do these three things, but we can only do one of them now. Like, what do we do? So, map reworks yeah. and yeah. making the improvements there. And I think at least for our team on level design, we were very happy because we could actually improve things for the player. 
the worst thing that could happen is you ship something mm. and then that's that's it and then nobody is happy players are not happy because it's not fun to play mm. we are not happy because players are not happy yeah. and they don't like what we have done for them so it was a bit of a what do you call it let's let's do something for the players yeah Yeah, and then we had to start a discussion on you know which order did we do the kaleidoscope. Yes, yeah. so <laughs> so here so here we are. We want to fix things. Okay, pause new new levels. What do you remember we... why we picked that as the first level? Yes, check? because we we okay hourglass and uh, because I remember we we saw it as uh, you know the first one would be a learning as well, a learning yeah, and experience. a test for the other ones. Yes, you know, and let's not go this. with the biggest, the biggest ones. Like, yeah, because so, we knew the hourglass. Well, so much work. The most problematic, technically, also it's going to be the hardest. Yes. So we didn't want to. You know, it was the one that it would take prob- so much time. Yeah, it would do that as it well. Would so it would take time, time before it came out. So even though it was one of the maps with the most problems, yeah. it would also we 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 wanted to have more learnings before we tackle it, and it would yes. also not be. We wanted to get some. We wanted to get more reworks out faster. Yeah, and that's why we put the one. smallest level. Yeah, in case people like, why are they fixing kaleidoscope? Because it was a smaller level and we could ship it fast. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted, yeah, because then you know we would we would do it and we would get also learn from that and see yep. yeah. how how we approach the rework and how how it actually changed things when it went live and that would then help us also with the continuous. Yeah, because we also trying the one of the feedbacks we got, especially for Kaleidoscope, was it felt too pristine. Yes, it didn't yes. feel yep. like. Okay, it's battlefield. There's a war going on. Oh yeah, and you the, jump into this level, it's clean. Like somebody has just vacuumed the whole space. And out. that is the other part of of doing this as well, because rework, you know yeah. it started out as a you know design improvement, like because it needs to be you know these these data points need to look better and needs to be yeah. more fun. But then it was also we saw feedback on the art artistic side as and well, the narrative and the yes. the fiction, and we we wanted to have more atmosphere in the maps, and yeah, so we wanted to. Get the war ready yeah. theme going on. So that's what the whole war. It looks a bit more war tone. We got, yep. we have more military presence in there, and we we did that first time in Kaleidoscope, and then we took okay, this works. Can we propagate this to other mm. reworks? And that's what happened. That's so. what we've done for all of them. Yes. So far, right? yeah. yeah, and it, we haven't changed our goals, or I mean, it, we we basically um, we have stuck with how what the things we wanted to improve because we saw. We saw that it worked. We saw yep. that it improved, and then for each map we've done, it feels like we learn more and more and more how to yep. do that. And you know, our our approach and our way of doing this has only been yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, it's been it's been improved during the time we've done it. So yep. yeah, it, it's been a really valuable experience for us, and it's made the game so much better. And there are some like player experience for me trumps everything. You yep. could have made the best thing. But if it's not good for the player experience, I don't think it should be there. And it's that's gameplay first. Is, mm. is, I wouldn't say gameplay first. I would say I prefer player experience first because player mm. experience is it entails everything. It entails design, art, narrative, okay. lighting. Because it's as an example, right? If you want to have, I want this to be very moody. Of course, you're going to make it a bit dark. You're going to have different audio. You want this experience of being. In a particular space, that's why I always it can it can be you can say gameplay first because it has a lot of connotations with that. So I stay away from that as a terminology. That's why I prefer 
I think player experience is more inclusive. Mm. Okay, no, that's a good, good explanation it's, to give as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like also it. been really fun to see how the the pods have become really excited about this because you know it, we have a few different approaches on the different reworks. I yeah. remember, for example, Kali working on Orbital, you know, oh, adding yes. the new capture point because no one had thought about you know yeah. we, we were just you know we wanted to improve the same things on the other map yeah. but he like I have an idea for a new capture point you know I think it could be like this and it, and it was amazing it was you, great yeah. because the whole issue with that one was this was but this is the fun part where you can be a bit more creative right where getting from the cryo facility to the the flags on the runway you had to go either to a tunnel which is instant death because somebody's waiting with the tank inside. <laughs> or we had to go on top of the hill, which is not that fun. No. And we are like, okay, what if we could put a flag, or it was, not, it was Color's idea, not my idea. Great designer. Like, what if you have a flag in between as a stopping point where you go into the tunnel, you see a tank, and mm. you can exit the tunnel somehow. Or what if you're on the top of the hills mm. and connect them? It worked brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that there, there you had an example then on how we like sort of evolved our reworks during time, where you know people working on them became passionate, excited, and and really cool ideas. Yeah. And then you saw even you know taking a, even another step further when when we saw the pitch for for breakaway. breakaway. Yeah, when like yeah. we want to move the, the yeah. oil rig. And so it, it, it goes further than <laughs> just that. changing the flow and traversal. It's just like okay, yeah. how can we? We're basically but changing. I just love map. to see yeah. that the the pods became excited and have really yeah. you know amazing ideas on how to improve the levels, which at first might have seemed like, oh wow, how isn't this going to be a lot of work? But, oh, that know, was my reaction when I saw the break of it. Are you are you sure you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, we can do this. I'm like, if you believe in it, yeah, yeah. and if it makes, and that's the, the thing the players, when you do, do believe it. in it, and yeah. you know that's when you become high performing and yeah. you can do this with you know. No. And I think, uh, I mean, Breakaway is the the last yeah. map that came out as a rework. It was very well received. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very. Like I the mean, feedback was really, it, really yeah, good. On it it so. is one yeah. one of my favorite maps currently. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's really good. It's we have simplified a lot of things. Like the oil rig has been simplified. We have new paths going in the in the glacier. We had to remove the hilltop flag, but that's for the better. The downtown is a bit more simpler, understandable, readable. It's mm. it's really good. I think it's a good example of like how re- reworks can really just you know change the map because before yeah. I think it was a very was it our second large largest map or the breakaway largest even yeah breakaway was larger I think than, than hourglass than hourglass yeah I yeah I think were, it's actually it's, yeah, the, biggest. it's the largest like it was ever okay yeah. so it, yeah. It was our biggest. That map. was the goal. The goal for Breakaway was make, it was <laughs> the largest. It achieved map. that. It achieved that. So <laughs> it was it was certainly big, but yes. like I think it was yeah. one of the, the yeah. least well received maps because because it was so big, mm. it also highlighted the problems the most that yes. we needed to resolve. And yeah. now we have reworked it, and yeah. the flow is just much, so much, much better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I personally really just I don't know. Like sometimes I mm-hmm. want to go into the the crushed condor area and just chill yeah. with the helicopter. I just it's yeah. just this comfortable feeling. Yeah. And, and we shelter. shouldn't forget that this has also been an opportunity for audio, for example, then because they have, I mean, they have they have improved the audio on every reworked map as well. Yeah. That might not be as you know apparent to everyone, yeah. but the audio is better on all the reworks than it was before. They've yeah. done a, a, an additional pass on all all of them, and then also same if you with talk, lighting. 
Huh? Lighting, Lighting well. yeah. yeah. And on Breakaway, you know, we didn't ask for a rework of the ice shader, yeah. but you know that Eric did that because he you know he wanted to do that and he was passionate about it. So so the glacier is looks yeah. better now. So it is looks it a lot better than yeah, the it, ice than it before. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's an opportunity for all these things to happen at the same time as we improved yeah. the, the game. So I think yeah. that's why I'm like, okay, we the fact that we actually rework levels for me is a it shows that we're committed to improving the product. Uh, and I think there's only two left. Yes. Yes. Discarded an hourglass. Yeah. So we kept uh, the best for last. <laughs> okay. Do you maybe want to share a little bit about what players can expect? Yeah. I, I mean, I can start with discarded, um, which is funny thing. Also, with I, I compared to hourglass, or not? I compared to orbital in the way that it wasn't the most problematic map. Yeah. Um, but we have added a new um, capture point to it. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's similar in that way. Yeah, it's one of those things where <laughs> I agree with Kit. Not the most problematic map could be improved. And the pod was like, we want to do all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, you sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it, I think, I mean, it, it's better than it was before. Yeah. The um, issue with, I would say, discarded was uh, the breakthrough was a bit snaky. The way it was. On the previous one? On the on the large option, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's a bit more nicer. It's a bit more simpler. Yeah. I mean, I love the map. It's the ship is there, has interiors, has exteriors. Yeah. You have choppers, you have tanks. Hmm. I think the the getting to the ship part was sometimes a bit challenging. Yeah, yeah. challenging. And that's what we improved. Yeah. yeah, but we yeah it. Uh, yeah, I think it it looks really good now. Yeah. Okay. What about our glass? Uh, yeah, our glasses. As I mentioned, it is. It's one always of been the hardest one, yeah. I would say Hourglass has been the most challenging level we built. Yeah. B- b- Just, yeah. From, from the start? From the start, from the start yeah. Start. And yeah, also start. reworking it. Also reworking so it, yeah. Okay, yeah. I would love to hear why was it the most challenging, but also like how does it then play into the rework itself? I would say it's challenging because of the the dunes and the desert. It's it's a tech thing. The way dunes work, moving it is not easy. Hmm. The shaders are complicated. It's just the way it's to build a level like that it's not easy that's basically and then providing the, cover in, in dune. the dunes that also makes sense, sense. yes <laughs> all those snipers on the I dune mean, lines yeah <laughs> yeah i mean irreversible you can't or, just put uh um, the the yeah the containers you know out in, <laughs> in the middle of of a sand dune why yeah. why is it there why container yeah. yeah okay that doesn't we make need sense. To well, that's what i meant where it's <laughs> yeah. it, it would be easy to just drop a container and call it a day yeah but you can't because if you think logically the container would have been on the street or wherever the base terrain yeah. is and then it would be covered with sand dunes now yeah. that if it's on top of a sand dune the question is mm. Who dropped it? Why is it there? <laughs> can we can we have one container on hourglass just somewhere in the middle of the sand? <laughs> so everyone's like, why is this here? Like, how does, how does it even end up here? I'm not sure the artist would be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can convince them, sure, Tom. Okay. Yeah. You can come over to our area and talk to yeah. them. <laughs> okay. Like but but I've seen what the pod has done I'll and there are, some, there are some good stuff happening in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we have a plan We can't now. say much. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And we have been... Playtesting, prototyping, yeah, yeah, but it is, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been uh, hard to get over the technical hurdles of moving things on that map. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't make things easy for ourselves. mm. Let's put it that way. We got to keep it interesting. Yes, (laughs) 
but yeah, that that is as much as I'm gonna share on Hourglass now. I think. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's fine. I guess it's just to confirm that um, discarded and Hourglass, we're still working on those. Still, oh, definitely. The, the mm. last two reworks that we will do as a team, because then we've reworked all of our maps. Yes. And we start in season one. So uh, it's just been cool to to see that work progress and see the new reworks come out, see the reception from players about the improved versions as they played. Um, it's been so rewarding, yeah, um, yeah, to see the how it's been received by players. So yeah, thank you, thank you everyone for all the YouTube content you've done on the rework maps. I've enjoyed watching all of it. Awesome. So I think that was a pretty good overview of how we've done our our map reworks. But obviously, we've had like individual learnings as well. So, could you both speak more about um, some other problem areas, specific problem areas we face, like uh, rooftops? Yeah, I mean, rooftops is a really it's a fun oh, one wow. because we <laughs> <laughs> obviously we had objectives on rooftops uh, when yeah. the game launched, and uh, but should we... have worked on paper. On paper, it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So here, here is the. It the, was one of the first things that we reworked on the maps and changed yeah. the maps. Actually. Removed it immediately. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here is what happened. I believe this was. Uh, I won't take names. There was a map. There was a rooftop flag. <laughs> and the conversation went like this: Should we have rooftop flags? It should make sense because you can take a chopper and then land and then capture it. Like I said on paper. Mm-hmm. Makes complete sense. Yes. Nobody does it, and it's super <laughs> hard to do it because you bring a chopper there, and when the game came out, every and before the class update, everybody had access to a rocket launcher. So you bring a chopper, even for like five seconds, it's going to go down. So it's Im- it was impossible to mm-hmm. capture it. So yeah. this is one of those things where something on paper doesn't translate to live environment unless you actually yeah. test it with live players because yeah. Live players can be very mm. creative in ways. They yeah. will find the thing. And we, yeah. it di- yeah. it didn't you know it didn't matter how many paths we added to get yeah. up to no. the rooftops. You know, it just it, it didn't work. Yeah, and it and was too easy to. The defend. thing is, it's it was a good idea. Let's be honest, yeah. right? Where we have verticality in the game, yeah, and I, we have we built all these rooftops, and like, they're awesome. Oh, it'd be cool to have flags yeah. on, like I said, on paper, but. It didn't work, especially for breakthrough conquest. I think it's still fine because, yeah, in, like I said, worse. in conquest. Everything goes. We still have rooftop flags on Conquest mm. in Kaleidoscope. On Breakthrough, because it's so prescribed, and suddenly you have all these players defending a rooftop flag, it's so difficult to take it. And it's not just also a subjective thing, because, you know, looking at the data, it was so clear when we looked at, <laughs> yeah. you know, as we said, we wanted to we want the Breakthrough to end in the last sector as often possible. And we want the other sectors to be as... Yeah even as possible but you know the rooftop flags were just like they impossible. were the problem childs yeah. <laughs> if you looked at the data it was yeah. yeah it was heavily skewed towards the defenders yeah. to it, that the end the 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 um the game ended there which reminds me of uh at launch on orbital where a bunch of people would yeah. <laughs> go with sector. their hovercrafts up on <laughs> I love on the I, I don't know why we, we should have left it that's my opinion uh, it's, it's, that was it's a feature not a bug that was that was crazy oh, wow. like just yeah. like he was just walking down and you saw yeah. a bunch of hovercrafts crawling mm. up the water like what yeah. is going on yeah. here? and and then we have yeah. the the next learning then which is grappling guns yes. and oh designing levels for grappling guns which has also been a new experience it's one of those things where traditionally like battlefield games have been like foot on ground, right? Where players are always on the ground, you have parachutes and that's about it. 
grappling gun just made everything so much more complicated because suddenly you had to think about where can you grapple to. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of those learnings where yeah, not my favorite gadget because it makes it was difficult mm, our balance. lives difficult. And yeah. and also yeah, and you you coming with a level design perspective and then I know from the artist's perspectives they had to care about areas that have not been had to taken care of before we would have because previously you could you know you can you can take some shortcuts here and there when you when you polish up the map but all of a sudden people could just get up to you know this strange little corners everywhere and they had to you know make sure that they block them off or yep. put you know make sure that you don't get stuck in places where you would never get stuck before so it just added a whole nother you know level of complexity and and more yeah as an example yeah. if you look at uh, manifest that is a feedback we keep getting where manifest because it has all these containers that is probably the one you, map you can, where you can you, you can go wherever you want yep. <laughs> and that is kind of the theme of the map where we give verticality but the only way to fix the level to be honest is to not have containers <laughs> right or maybe that high but then it's not a port anymore So it's this, yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, well, something we have to live in in this game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so season four is on the horizon. It's we'll we'll be dropping info on that very soon. But something players may have missed is in December we gave our first glimpse of about what's next, and it included a very short teaser about the season five map. That is already in production as well. Kids, can you maybe give a refresher on what we've said yeah, so far? Yeah, absolutely. So that is very much in in production at the moment, and uh, it's a map that takes inspiration from uh, setting or a theme from a Battlefield Four map. So it's it's not you know it's it's not re- re- reworking a map or uh, but it's it's taking inspiration from a theme uh, fr- from from that game. Uh, and uh, it's also a map that the area in the map it used to be an area where there's been combat previously, uh, but that was 20 years ago in you know in the setting on the map. So you can see that people and nature started to reclaim this area a little bit, yep. and now you know uh, then the war comes back again to this area in 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 this game. Um, so yeah, that is probably that is as much as I'm gonna share on the season five theme of the map okay thank you and that's all we had for today thank you so much folks for tuning in and kit and shashank thank you so much for being here with me yeah thanks for having us uh, i really enjoyed that and uh, now i'm looking forward to going a uh, pizza without pine- pineapple lunch yes pizza uh-huh. without pineapple people just just confirming no thanks this was fun uh i i'm okay with pizza I'm okay with kebabs. I'm not okay with bananas on pizza. That's not okay. There's a lot to lot of discussions to still be had for us. Um, so, folks, if we have feedback, reach out to us at hashtag Inside Battlefield on our social channels or podcast at battlefield.com. Next week, we're back to talk season four. It's going to be very exciting. We'd love to have you tune in. So thank you and bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.